The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And I'm very happy I have two great folks on this hour. And in my first half hour, I'm talking to Brian Renee Haynes, whose unique approach to writing and teaching has helped hundreds of authors tell their authentic stories in very, very inspiring ways. And Bryna is an author. And again, she's the founder and president of The Heart of Writing. She's the chief editor for Inspired Living Publishing and the best-selling author of The Art of Inspiration, an editor's guide to powerful writing, effective inspirational, and personal development books. In over a decade, as a writer, editor, ghostwriter, designer, and publishing consultant, Brian has helped so many, hundreds and hundreds of authors, really find that authentic voice and create memorable, successful works. And I might say that she's helping me with my books, so she's really a wonderful writer and editor. Welcome, Bryna. Thank you so much for having me today, Patricia. That's great. Well, I I certainly know your work in writing, and we'll talk about that, but I do want to talk about your book because it speaks to writing. It's called The Art of Inspiration, an editor's guide to writing powerful, effective, inspirational, and personal development books. So, you know, this book is very unique in that it addresses not only the physical process of creating an inspirational self-help book, but the emotional and spiritual hurdles that will block a writer from doing that. And I understand that one. You know, so let's talk about that. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the blocks. Because I, I think, let me just say for myself that, um, you know, in writing, and this is my third book, but in writing, you know, you would push me to really tell my story authentically. And sometimes it's hard to share those tough emotions or the sad or happy, you know, to really get them out there. So address that for our listeners. Absolutely. So um, what the types of books that I work with mostly are in this inspirational self-help personal development genre. I I like to call them world-changing books. Mm -hmm. Um, They're the books that lead us deeper into ourselves, that answer our questions about ourselves, that that tell stories that um, enable people to come to um, personal realizations and epiphanies of their own. And specializing in those kinds of books, I work with a very special type of author. These are authors who have, uh, as, as you have, Patricia, undertaken personal quests to, mm-hmm. to understand themselves and their place in the world and, and how they can use their own experiences to help other people. Yeah. And so that creates a very specific set of writing circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you are writing about yourself and your own experience, 
um, you really need to take a deep dive into your own emotions, into your own experiences, and in order to just in order to be able to recount mm-hmm. them for your readers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and share them in a way that people can deeply empathize with. And so, when I was writing the Art of Inspiration, I wanted to address the the types of of issues that authors in this genre run into um, because they're different than what writers in other genres encounter. Um, you know, for example, people writing fiction often run into issues with character motivation or character development or how their characters sort of interact with their plot line. Um, when we're writing about real life experiences and writing in, in a way that teaches others, we encounter head on our own life lessons and and so um, it's, it's uh, vital to have some tools at your disposal when you're writing this type of book. Yeah, let me, let me share those hurdles. Yeah, let me share some of my own experience in that because, I mean, I'm pretty transparent in my emotions, but as I was writing, you know, you would push me more because I think when I was writing, I would, you know, say, well, this is what happened, A, B, C, D, and E. And you would say to me, but how did you feel? What was really going on? Were you scared? Were you happy? And what did that feel like? And that I wasn't writing until you pointed it out to me, which is a case in point of what you're saying. Absolutely. It's very tempting when we're telling our own stories to want to get to what we consider the good point, which is the end. Right? So <laughs> I went through all this stuff. I went through A, B, and C. And then, hooray, I got to where I am today, and everything is great. Um, but when we're writing to help people create their own transformations, um, we actually need to focus on the journey more than the end result. It's very easy to say, yeah, I went through all this stuff and, you know, and I got here and it's great here. Um, but when someone is standing on the opposite side of that, of that divide, of the divide of actually doing and transforming and becoming, uh, it can look really impossible to get to the place that you or another author is describing. So documenting the journey is, is absolutely vital to helping readers grow from your book and learn from your experiences. And one of the things that I've discovered over my years as an editor and just my own personal development journey, which I, <laughs> I'm not going to get into today, but I can talk about mm. at length of another time, um, is that people don't empathize with experiences the way that they empathize with emotion. Because we all have our own very unique experiences. Um, And some people may have shared similar experiences, but we all share this same set of emotions. We all understand fear. We all understand joy. We all understand excitement or or, um, apathy or, you know, whatever else uh, we've experienced. The context may have been different, but the emotion is the same. Mm-hmm. So um, just creating a book like that, you want to focus on emotion. And when you focus on emotion, you run into, how do I express yeah. myself in this way? Well, I think that there's another part to that, too. And I think that it's not just expressing it. It's also the fear because you feel vulnerable. You know, if I'm writing in how scared I was and how, you know, fearful I was about something that happened to me, you know, that's very vulnerable. I mean, people can can look at that, and it makes me, again, I guess the word is vulnerable. Some people would look at that as weak. I mean, what you're saying is that's important, but I think sometimes that's what makes it more difficult for us to get in there and put it on paper. What do you think? 
Absolutely, absolutely. And um, this is part of what I call in my book, Living Your Lessons. Yes. So we grow when we are pushed past our comfort zone, when we're pushed past our boundaries. And for you, um, I can definitely speak to your writing process, getting in touch with those emotions a second time in, as a retrospective, that was, that was definitely pushing your comfort zone. Um, for some people, the comfort zone is different. And so, um, you know, as we're, as we're exploring our own stories, whether we're writing about them or not, I mean, this applies to pro- probably everyone who's listening right now, um, when we're exploring our own stories, the vulnerability is, is huge. It's a huge piece because vulnerability in many circumstances leads to or equals or parallels authenticity. Yes. So when we're trying really hard yes. not to be vulnerable, we're not being authentic. Yeah. And it's the sure. authenticity of our stories, whether we're writing them or just sharing them with, with someone through a conversation. It's that authenticity, that genuine expression of emotion that other people really relate to. Yeah, let me just um, ask you, though, Brian, let me just ask you. I do think, though, that it's much easier to do it in writing than just sharing it because you're not, you know, in other words, it may not be as safe to share it when you're with somebody or somebody you don't know. But in writing, it seems a little safer. What do you think? I think that depends on, on who you're talking to. Um, I think that each, each person that I've encountered as an editor, um, each client that I've worked with, has, has struggled with different things. For some people, writing is extremely challenging because mm-hmm. it's permanent. Um, yeah. What you yeah. put on the paper, right. it's your one chance to say what you mean. In conversation, you can go back and clarify. You can explore True. tangents. Um, the conversation is malleable. But when you're writing, um, part of the reason, and this is a, a whole different subject entirely, but part of the reason that our writing voices are different than our speaking voices is because we don't have that malleability in writing. When we say something, we need it to be understood the first time. So mm-hmm. in in fact, the, the writing part is scarier for some people um, because it is so permanent and it has to be um, sort of the best we can make it. Yeah. Um, let me just ask time. you, so let me ask you this then. What would you suggest to writers in terms of getting to that emotional piece? Are there exercises they should do? Are there, how, how, do you, how do you help them access that is the question. Oh, there's, there's a lot of ways that you can do that. And again, it, it sort of depends on the individual and you have to kind of just identify first, identify what your challenges really are. Um, And so is it difficult for you to access emotion or is it really easy for you to access emotion but but challenging for you to create structure around your sharing? I mean, everybody has a different challenge. So the first thing to do when you're writing or just thinking about sharing your story verbally, you know, if you're a speaker or a a coach or or someone who, who works in that storytelling realm, um, and who is someone who uses your personal story to uplift or inspire other people. Um, the first thing to do is look at where, where your comfort zone is and where those really tough parts are. And once you identify them, um, you know, you can sort of practice going there like little by little. So if you have a lot of trouble accessing the emotional piece of your story, um, you might try free writing or journaling about specific Mm. parts of your experience and, you know, not put any pressure on yourself to share that, but see if you can go really deep into the emotional 
through journaling. And then once you practice putting those elements on the paper, it does get easier. And you can go back and you can sort of cherry pick from your journaling and your free writing um, what you would share ultimately in a book or an essay or whatever right. it is that you're writing. Right. right. In um, other words, if you do it by a journal, in the journaling, then you don't, you don't feel that sometimes that stifling feeling like, oh, someone's going to see it. Right. It's, it's exactly, freer. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, one of the incredible things about sharing through writing is that you do have control over that, that final outcome. Um, so you can practice as much as you need to to feel comfortable. You can, you can journal, you can free write, you can, um, you know, maybe write a piece and share it only with one or two people and say, hey, do you connect to this? Am I, how does this expression resonate with you? What can I bring forward more? You kind of employ some what we call beta readers, um, you know, people who can, uh, give you feedback in a way that's really easy for you to understand and accept. Um, and then as you practice, it really does get easier. Um, as, as with anything, you know, whether you're writing or playing a musical instrument, practice mm-hmm. always, always makes things more accessible. All right. All right. We're going to take a break. And, but before we do, just tell people how they can find your book and find you online. And then we're going to come back and talk more. Absolutely. So my website for my writing and editing business is www.theheartofwriting.com. Okay. And there, I do have a, a separate website for the book, although you can find my book through my writing website. But the book website is artofinspirationbook.com. And the book is The Art of Inspiration. It's also available on Amazon and on barnesandnoble.com. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. And my guest today is Bryna Renee Haynes. She's the founder and president of The Heart of Writing, the chief editor for Inspired Living Publishing, and the best-selling author of The Art of Inspiration, an editor's guide to writing powerful, effective, inspirational, and personal development books. She's been a writer, editor, ghostwriter, designer, consultant, and has helped hundreds of authors find their authentic voices and create powerful and memorable works. We'll be right back with Bryna right after the break right here on voiceamerica.com on The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though, so this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show well hello everyone and welcome back i'm talking with Bryna renee haynes who's the founder and president of the heart of writing She's the chief editor for Inspired Living Publishing and the best-selling author of The Art of Inspiration, an editor's guide to writing powerful, effective, inspirational, and personal development books. And she helps hundreds of authors find their authentic voices. And she has helped me. I'm writing my third book, and she's helping me with that. Welcome back, Bryna. Hello. Okay. And the, and the website is theheartofwriting.com. Right? Theheartofwriting.com. That's correct, um, yeah. Okay. All right. So a couple of things I want to ask you. One is, why would someone want to write a book? I mean, and why would someone want to share that deep? Because in your, in your uh, instance, you are really helping people with personal development, spiritual development books, where they're telling deep stories, and many times they're talking about their own process. Why would someone want to do that? Well, there are many reasons, actually, why someone would want to write a book in that self-help personal development genre. Um, The first is to support the work that they're already doing in the world. Uh, I work with a lot of people who are coaches, healers, thought leaders, um, and who are already spreading a message of hope and health and healing. Mm -hmm. And a book is just a fantastic way to support that because it really uh, sort of codifies your message and gives people a way to get to know you on a really deep level um, on their own time and without a substantial investment of, of money because um, a lot of people, uh, you know, are really interested in, in taking courses and, uh, you know, going to seminars and, and hearing people speak but don't necessarily have the, the chunk of time or the finances to invest in that uh, right now. So if you are uh, running that type of business, having a book is, is like having a really in-depth calling card. Like, here's what I do. Here's who I am. And if you resonate with it, I'd love to work with you. So that's one yeah. reason. Okay. Um, and another reason is, is just to share some thoughts or experiences that would really be of value in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you don't have a business that you're promoting or a healing technique that you're promoting. Maybe you just have a really amazing story. And 
it's, I mean, we learn by sharing stories. From the time that we're infants, we learn through story. And so if you have a really great experience that you think that other people would benefit from, that's a perfect reason to write a book. Um, and what would make it, uh, you know, something along the lines of what I work with is that it would just have like a teaching element to it. For example, mm-hmm. um, Maybe you went through a really intense period of personal growth and you learned some really valuable life lessons that you think are applicable across the board for a wide audience. Um, You know, that's the type of thing that you would write a a personal or spiritual development book about, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and something it's that, that teaching element is what makes what I, what I work with different from straight up memoir Um, where memoir is just like a super juicy story. It's drama. There's, you know um, the types of books that I work with tend to have that teaching element as well. Yes, and, you, um, and, and I want to comment on that because that's one thing that you would say to me, you know, throughout the process when you'd edit, you would say to me, what's the lesson here? Okay, you went through that. And then, and then you know, you might ask me a question. You would say, well, I feel this. What did, what did you learn from that? Or what can the listeners or the readers learn from that? It was very helpful because what I felt you did is you would ask questions to clarify, and then it was easy for me to answer those questions. So I thought that was, um, that was really helpful. Well, I'm so glad. Yeah. One of, one of the things that's really helpful for anyone doing any sort of writing is to ask open-ended questions. Not questions that just need a yes or no answer, but open-ended questions. So, for example, I, I definitely asked you, like, what, what is the reader receiving from this? And when you're writing a book that's intended to teach something, that is the most important question you can ask. And it really is helpful for vetting any material that you put in a book. What is the reader receiving from this? Why is this information of value to the reader? And then it also helps you sort of clarify the most important talking points of your uh, of of your story of your your teaching um, your teaching story mm-hmm. very important now the next question why would someone work with an editor now in my case you know I've written but I think you always need an editor it, it's kind of like asking an actor why do you need a director <laughs> why don't you just act right you a little somebody. bit yeah um, yeah I mean you just you're too close to it anyway please address that. Sure. Well, um, I think it's it's important to note that every successful writer has an editor behind even them. Even the best-selling um, ones. Even the best-selling oh, ones. Oh, goodness, yes. James Patterson, Stephen King. You look at J.K. Rowling. You know, some of the best-selling authors, of course, I've named all fiction authors, but, um, <laughs> you know, but even... Marianne Williamson, Louise Hay, I mean, all yes. these successful, best-selling, multi-million selling authors, yes, they absolutely work with editors. Um, the first is because an editor's job is very different than an author's job. An editor's job is to take these brilliant ideas and this, this piece of writing and polish and shape it in a way that is really honed and really easily digestible for a reader. Um, and it's an editor's job to be an expert in things like grammar and punctuation and sentence flow and paragraph structure. Um, Contrary to popular belief, those things are not an author's job. It's really helpful if an author understands how to structure a sentence and structure a paragraph Mm -hmm. and has a basic understanding of of grammar and punctuation. 
But those things are not an author's job. That's an editor's job. So if you are not um, a gramophile or, you know, a bibliophile uh, in that, um, you know, you're, you're really, you know, very strong in grammar and punctuation, that does not mean that you can't write. Um, and I think that, that that's a stumbling point for a lot of people. They think because they're not good spellers or they don't understand how to use a semicolon that they can't be writers. And that couldn't be further from the truth. That really is an editor's job is to, to clean up all of those types of mistakes and just put the book or a piece of writing in a really polished format. Um, so that's one, one job of an editor. Uh, the other job of an editor that actually comes before all of that cleanup type work is to help you structure content in a way that makes sense to a reader and that delivers your information in the most effective possible way. And as you said, Patricia, when you're really close to the material, it can often be very challenging to yes. see where more information is needed, where less information is needed. Uh, it's hard to see sometimes where you're repeating yourself or where you haven't made a point clearly enough. And so an editor is an objective set of eyes um, and, and someone who has the experience and the know-how to say, let's bring this forward. Or, you know what, we've already talked enough about this. Let's right. take out some of that material. All right, let um, me ask you about this. Go ahead, do you have anything else to say about that? Because I have another uh, no, important no, question. All right, another important question that we haven't addressed yet, and that is the writer's block. So you're in the middle of writing, and then all of a sudden you're blocked. Um, how do you help people with that? I'm sure you come across that with your writers. Absolutely. So writer's block can come from a number of, of different sources, but for the authors that I work with in general, uh, when people feel blocked, it's because they're in the middle of living their lessons, which is something we talked about a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the middle of an experience, and it's, it is very challenging to tell a story about an experience that you're still having. Um, and it's very hard to be objective and analytical about that experience while you're in the middle of it, while you're in that emotional, you know, really uh, highly emotional place. Mm-hmm. So that's one reason why people get stuck. Um, you know, they're, they're going deep in a particular area. Um, for example, if you are in the middle of a relationship crisis, it can be very challenging to write about relationships from a place that's actually capable of teaching someone something yes, because yeah. you're, you're in this you know, deep right. emotional stew mm-hmm. and it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So that's one reason that people get stuck is that so they're in the you, middle of living a lesson. I mean, what do, you, do you say we'll put it away and come back later? I say be patient. If there's another part of your project that you can work on while you're living this lesson, then work on that other part of the project. Um, You know, people might have an idea that they have to write a book from chapter one to chapter 10, start to finish and in order. Uh, If you have a good outline, that's not necessary. You can skip around and and write different parts of your piece um, if if they're not all tied into this life lesson. You know, some people, when they start writing, they realize that their whole book is about this life lesson that they're right. not finished with yet. Right. That can be challenging. All right, um, but, but I'm also a big believer in divine timing. So, you know, it's, it's helpful to trust in that as well. 
All right. Oh, we've got a couple of minutes. So what would you like to leave our listeners with? What would be your message for our listeners about the heart of writing, the, the art of inspiration and, and writing, you know, this wonderful kind of personal material, um, inspirational and personal development? Go ahead. Absolutely. Well, there was a New York Times article. It must have been about 10 years ago. And uh, it was citing a study that said something like 81% of people in America think that they have a book in them. And the article itself was like, well, you know, don't write, because if you're of that 81%, then you don't know what it takes to be a writer, blah, blah, blah. It was a very negative article, actually. But one thing about it stuck with me is that people understand the power of story. If 80% of people in America think that they, can, that they have enough to say to fill mm-hmm. a book, mm-hmm. to me, that's an amazing, amazing thing. And all because right. we learn through story, um, you know, we all have something vital to share and to say. And so I would just encourage you, uh, if you're listening to this, just write you know, okay. don't, don't right. worry about how it's going to come together. Don't Just worry about the logistics of completing right. a book. Just write. If you have something to say, please write. It's, okay. it's so important that we share our stories. All right, Brian, it was wonderful. And your website is theheartofwriting.com, right? And they can write to you on your website, correct? Absolutely. You can email me through my website. All right. Terrific. Brian, it's Bryna Haynes, Renee Haynes. Her book is The Art of Inspiration, and again, an editor's guide to writing powerful, effective, inspirational, and personal development books, and you can write to Bryna at theheartofwriting.com. I have worked with her as an editor on my book, and she's outstanding, and she didn't ask me to say that either. (laughs) (laughs) Bryna, thank you so much for being on the program. Patricia, thank you so much for having me. It was really a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks. Uh, up next, we have our second interview right here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin for The Patricia Raskin Show. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Oh,